Eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz. Good to be with you. We eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. Uh, we're here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. It's myself, uh, Tony Katz. I said hi. Uh, that's April D. Gregory over there, and that's Fingers Malloy. We start with the bourbon as we do. We start with the drink. It's not always bourbon. Sometimes we do rise. We've done wine. We never do champagne. I, f- I feel for you. I, f- I feel for you. Or margaritas. We no. could t- we so the ones. mixed drink conversation wine. has to happen. We never do wine. We've done wine. <laughs> you don't remember. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Honestly, we need to do mixed drinks. Margaritas is a good one. We need to do Rob Roy's. We need to do Manhattan's. We need to do all of those things and how you make them and the, and the variations thereof. You know what you need? A Gimlet or perhaps a Rob Roy. And then we have to learn what those things are. So let's schedule those out over. over let's do that this summer. Let's just do all the mixed drinks. Let's do the summer mixed drinks. In the month of July. A Harvey the, Wallbanger in July would be fantastic. I will give you $5 if you can tell me what's in a Harvey Wallbanger. A Harvey Wallbanger is orange juice, uh, Galliano, and Galliano. <laughs> That's right. As long Galliano, by the way, is the one you see at the bar. It's a super tall bottle. And you're like, who drinks that? Harvey Wallbanger. I'm pretty sure that's what's in it. I could totally be wrong, by the no, way. No, you're right. This is not, the mixed drinks is not where I live and breathe. So it's, it would be all brand new. For me, but we will do that. The month of July will be dedicated to summer mixed drinks. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a, a margarita. Then we're gonna. What, what would be a summer mixed drink to you? Like name name three others. You know what? No, no, no. You name three others. Send them to April D. Gregory on Twitter. April D. Gregory on Twitter. A Harvey Send Wallbanger. Your ideas. Oh, are you looking it up? Yeah, well, of Go. course. I looked according to our friends at Liquor.com. Who doesn't love those guys? Uh, according to Liquor.com. Which, by the way, your website loads really, really slow. Oh. So, you kids out there at liquor.com. We don't know it's in a Harvey Wallbanger, but a let's Harvey insult Wall- their website. A Harvey Wallbanger is orange juice, Galliano, and vodka. Huh. There you go. What do you know? I two of the three. So, does that make it a summer drink? Sure, orange juice. There it is. Breakfasty. Right now, though, we're trying the Infinite Barrel Project. So, this is a group called Barrel Craft Spirits, B-A-R-R-E-L-L. And the idea of the infinite barrel, as they do it, is uh, you take the last ounces of each whiskey bottle as you finish it and then pour it into a bottle you've set aside. So the idea of what I, I think, if I understand what they're doing properly, is that they have a, every single batch is a little bit different, but they're trying to keep the train going and, and, and the kind of craftsmanship of what they've done prior through all of their whiskeys. It's a pretty interesting way to do it. Maybe it's kitschy more than anything else. Now, this bourbon I would put under kitschy, but it was interesting. This is the Dovetail. So the Dovetail is um, 10-year-old Indiana whiskey that is finished in Cabernet wine barrels, and it's 11-year-old Tennessee bourbon finished in port and black rum, blackstrap rum casks. So it's so it's you're talking about a lot, a lot of different flavorings here, a lot of different opportunities uh, here. Notice they said whiskey from Indiana and not bourbon. Bourbon has to be 51 percent corn. Um, so you're talking about a lot of sweet brown sugars, uh, pralines as well. Again, in, in that in that sweet uh, kind of way, you're also going to get a little bit of, a, of an herbal feel going on uh, with this. And then, of course, because of the Cabernet, dark fruits. And lots and lots of them. So we do it the way we always do it. Uh, we start it neat, and then we either bring it to a large cube uh, or or a, a chip. I always do an ice chip because I find that I don't want... 
I don't want it over chilled. It does. It, it changes things for me. It makes it too easy. And I want to try and see, you know, where I'm at with, at with the thing. So now, compared to last week, this nose is a dream come true. <laughs> last week was, last week we said it was rough. And I, tr- and I tried. It was so I, bad we didn't even like publicize I wanted to drink. find a way last week you tried to enjoy to, it. I couldn't did. do it. Could not do it. Hold on. Last week, Mountain Dew smelled better. Yeah, it did. If you missed that, by the way, on the snack size, we reviewed Mountain Dew because I've never had Mountain Dew until last week right here on the podcast. The nose is actually quite nice. It's a little stronger than I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be a fruitier kind of kind of feel to it. I thought it'd be a... I thought I'd have much more even into the floral. There is some serious strength here. By the way, the proof on this, 122.9. Nice. Which, uh, this is like the third week in a row. We've gone, fourth week, we've gone with these really high proof concepts. And whenever you do... You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it right up in the nose. Did you take a sip already? No, that was my ice. I almost okay. choked on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they really should put warning labels on those things. Um, so I'm ready. I'm ready to give this thing a sip. Are we ready? Ready. This is the dovetail. By the way, not cheap. 80 bucks a, ba- 80 bucks a bottle. That means wow. it should be good. It, 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 money does not always mean it should be good. It does. I mean, you're spending the money. You want to be able to enjoy it. Here we go. Let's see what April and Fingers do. April has... Taking her sip. She's doing the Kentucky Chew. She's shaking her head in, in the negative direction. Nope. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> I don't. Honestly, your your tolerance has gone to zero, I will admit. That's because we've been drinking crap the past few uh, You times. don't. Wait a second. You got you got to take another sip. You're throwing it right on the cube. I have to put that around. Fingers, where are I'm you? I'm going to do the uh, Chattanooga Chomp right now. That's <laughs> not a thing. It's still not a thing. You have to try different things. And I honestly, we have to move into other drinks because I you have can. been trying different things for a year now that we've been doing this. And my appreciation oh. for bourbon has grown. Hold on a second. Finger just lost his breath. Hot soup coming through. Lady with a baby, three for a dollar. Wow. That. Is that a review? <laughs> yes, it is now. <laughs> okay. This is so much better than last week. <laughs> yeah. Because it does punch you in the tongue. Okay. You, you, sting or burn? It's 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 a sting. Okay. Sting, leaning burn, but it goes away quickly. It doesn't burn down the throat. And it does it not burn down the throat. And you get that those fruity notes. I can see where this the 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 wine barrels come and into it's play not, here. It's not thickly, thickly, uh, thickly, <laughs> thickly. <laughs> Just add. No, no. A I want to see where she goes with this. Let her it's let her go through it. Thick. Uh, like we've been having, oh. it's a it's a thinner uh, liquidy verb. Okay, so it's not. Would that be not as full? Is that another way to that's kind of good. say yeah, that? That's it. By the way, I saw thickly open for Oaktown three five seven back in eighty eight. It was a fantastic. Nice. Show. Here we go. I'm, I'm I'm doing mine. I'm doing mine right here. Hmm. Okay, that's pleasant. Yep. The fruit now. See, it's not on the nose. It's absolutely down. The fruit's really real. The dark fruit, plum, cherry, things like that. Oh, that's that's so much. Yeah, compared to last week, it's 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 ridiculous. And when when what fingers was talking about in what we reviewed last week, which I won't even name, uh, you felt the burn in the throat, and it stayed in the throat. If the burn is in the upper chest and the mid chest. Okay, you're kind of used to that with a bourbon. This was in the throat. It was it was unfun. This it was like it, honestly, I've I've never pulled a kitty decacus, but if you drank scope, 
That's what it takes. That's I'm imagining that's what it was like. Hold on, I'm giving people time to check Google for Kitty Dukakis. <laughs> that reference is world class. Dennis Miller, everybody, he'll be here all week. Um, that's tremendously good. I think every, one of the few times where you know you go through some of the reviews, you hear what people say. That's close. It it is sweet, and I would argue, uh, April, that your thickly comment. How about syrupy? It has a syrup kind of feel. It's a coating, but it's not overwhelming. No. Well, that's yeah. what I'm going with. Well, the one thing I will say is when you when you say something like that, where it's syrupy, I don't want people to get the wrong impression that this is uh, overly sweet. It's not. Um, it's it's got a nice kind of hint of fruit. And but you, for but for bourbon, it's sweet. Okay. But it's oh, not, but it's oh, it's not Kool Aid, right? It's it's not something. It's not Mountain like, Dew. Yeah, it's not like uh, some right. sort of liquor, you know, that it, it, it looks blue and you drink it uh, like a blue Maui sweet, right? I mean, it's you, not you know, Curacao sweet, right? Right. This is this is you 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 notice the fruit in the flavor, but it's it doesn't overpower you. This is fun, man. This is a. This is. This is fun. You think you're going to finish it? I, I, I think I might down it. I don't believe that for one second, but uh, it sounded good. No, no, no. Once you down yours, Do you, you can have mine. I'm on a chip. You're both on the cube. I'm on the chip. That's excellent. I like it even more on the, ch- it, on the cube. It's better on the cube. Yeah, I just, I'm not going to. That is, um, this is a back porch with apples and cheese kind of bourbon. Um, this is this is a midday bourbon versus an evening bourbon. Um, yeah, it has a summery feel to it. It actually does, right? You could see it on a, on a on a kind of humid day. This is this is very nice. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna finish this. And what'd you say? Uh, how much is that a bottle? This is eighty bucks. Now I think it's worth it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a funny thing. Some people are like you know I just don't spend eighty dollars on bourbon, and I can very much appreciate it. This is this is definitely. This is definitely good. Yeah, if I don't. Spend, I don't know if it's eight dollars. If you spend that kind of money on bourbon, you would like this. Yeah, is what I think we're saying here. I think if you were going to splurge on an eighty dollar bottle of bourbon, this wouldn't be a bad choice. I think if you were going to splurge that much on bourbon, you would go with the Blantons and not this. But if you're used to buying, if you're accustomed to buying expensive uh, whiskeys and expensive whatever, yeah, yeah, you would like this. Buy it. I think that's probably a, a brilliant way to describe it. If you're going to be spending big money, you're going to be spending it on bourbon names and things that you've wanted to try. If you already are doing those things and you want to kind of expand out, Dovetail, uh, I think, is, a, is an interesting way to go. Barrel Dovetail. This is very good. This is very good. I want to get into Joe Biden and Barack Obama. And not because I want to get into a big political screed. I want to know what happened to men who run for president of the United States. I want to know... I- I want to know what, when children running for president, here's, here's the story. It was a tweet, which is maybe part of the problem, that was sent out by Joe Biden, Democrat running for president, happy best friend's day to my friend Barack Obama. And it was a picture of basically two friendship bracelets, one that says Joe and one that says Barack. So dumb. He... He sends a picture of friendship bracelets, and he wants to be the guy who stands up to Vladimir Putin. I'm out. 
Well, I was going to vote for you until you clearly told me you're not. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. Look, you and I have been friends for years. <laughs> I, I, I consider you one of my closest friends. You guys are bra- you're a regular Barack and Joe. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm going to have a friendship bracelet. What are those lockets that you can get with the BFF where you're like right. half of it? Right. I, uh, d- Yes. No, no, no! I'm a grown man. But no. this, but this seems to be how you win. It does. It, we're not it's, looking for somebody who can take on China. We're not looking for somebody who could deal with the ISIS threat. It's how it's how nice you are. It's 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 whether or not you could skateboard into an event. It's well, it's all this part of this. It. This is this is disqualifying, as I see it. This is him being the mayor of Pander Town. He wants Barack Now that's Obama's. a race that would take a lot of a lot of people running. Oh, absolutely. Did you see earlier in the week Elizabeth Warren release a tweet about about uh, a pride parade that she was in and right. she was wearing a rainbow feather boa and looked like some really awful wait, 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 WWE wait. campaign. Oh yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren uh, full on multicolored feather boa. I actually in a, in a in a gay pride parade, just screaming and yelling. And somebody did a side by side with her and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was me. Wearing one was that you? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> was that you? It was you. That went viral. Yeah, who wore it better? <laughs> that, was, that totally went viral. It was you. I put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Tony Katz on Instagram. That was very funny. Thank you. Well done. You should do this for a living, right? But it is all pandering. And then Kirsten Gillibrand, the Democrat uh, from New York, the senator. She's at some bar. She's doing shots, and she's wearing a. A gay pride shirt, and she's screaming. I'm not saying that that she may not be down for the cause. I'm saying that it's just so obvious in the pandering. Right. And there's some of it we expect from politicos, right? They're trying to get votes. There's some of it we expect, and there's some of it, even when someone's like being like honest to their core, it ju- we just make the assumption that that it's pandering. But this is this isn't pandering. This with the with the friendship bracelets. Like, that's how he thinks you win votes. It shows how warm and cool and fun you are. I, am I the only guy not looking to vote for a boyfriend? <laughs> I am not looking for a lover in the middle of the night. I need somebody who will push... What about a bro? I Would I'm you not... vote for a bro? Oh, God, no. He was in the middle of a country music song. What was that? I'm not... <laughs> Looking for a lover in the middle of the night. <laughs> I need somebody. I need somebody who will push the button. That's exactly what I was going to say. And though, if we turn that into a country song, that would be great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'd vote for a bra. What's up, bra? No, I don't think I'd vote for that guy. But I don't want to vote for the person who thinks that friendship bracelets matter. I mean, that's who we are as a country now. I guess I had no clue. But they're trying. The people that all right, maybe they're not trying to get you per se, April D. Gregory, because you are hard and cold and dead inside. But like, isn't the isn't the soccer mom who they're trying to get? Isn't the quote unquote moderate who they're trying to get? Yep. How, tell me how that gets them. It's it's a reminder in case uh, people had forgotten that he was affiliated with Barack Obama for eight years, and Barack Obama is uh, universally loved the by bro. the Democratic wants Party. To vote for. So it's just one more way to remind people, hey, by the way, me and Barack, because we were BFFs at one point. Barack won't just come out and endorse him. Like, Will yeah, he? That's like weird, he should have right? done, like he should have done four years ago. Wait, mind you. If Joe Biden had run against Donald Trump, Joe Biden would be president today. If Bernie Sanders had gotten the nomination, Bernie Sanders would be president today. And I feel much more strongly about Bernie Sanders than I do about Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders, if he had, if they had not stolen the nomination from him. 
And in case you didn't know, the Democratic Party stole the nomination. That's not even political. Those are just the facts as presented. Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders would be president. I wouldn't be happy, but Bernie Sanders would be president. Well, in the, the DNC's defense, it was Hillary's turn. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, I can't believe that we're, we're to the place now that if you served in the military, you can't run because you're a baby killer. Right. But if you send out a photo of your friendship bracelet, that proves that you're the kind of guy who can lead a nation against China and Russia and, and a terrorism threat. I think a lot of this has to do with uh, let me let me delve into the female mind for a second. Thank God, I, I don't I hear understand that's a thing that you. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't understand. Specializing. I don't understand. My friend uh, Tracy uh, L. Connor, she's a, a female. She calls it girl brain. So I'll ask you this, uh, April, because you have girl brain. I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, this is a situation so where you, you kind of want a, a bad boy with a sensitive side. So is that what Joe Biden is doing? It was, I will stand up to Putin, but I also, you know, got a soft spot for my BFF over here, Barack Obama. Is that what this is? He's trying to appeal to girl brain. When I think of bad boy, Joe, Joe Biden, Biden just come to my brain. You know, I don't know. You know, you know. How about bad grandpa? <laughs> How about bad? Dude? Yeah, dirty uncle. Right. Yeah. yeah. Filthy uncle. Yeah. That's Absolutely. What comes to so, but but is there any? He might truth be in a that, pedophile because he likes friendship bracelets. Apparently, he's, I I, I want to say for the record, no, he's not. No, he's not. I know. Yeah, There's too much touching, but let's not go that far. Let's get. Not, I just, I'm sorry, that was for the legal. Well, I just need to yes. get that. No, I need to just get that clarify that. Like get banned I mean, from every social media platform. <laughs> <laughs> just edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> just fix it in post. There's got to be something to it. This is either something they are convinced works. Or there really is this idea of, hey, it shows that we're loving and caring, and that's more important. It's like, it's the Pete Buttigieg presidency, for example, or the campaign, I should say. When I watch Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, I, I, I'm, I'm constantly discussing the fact that I don't care how he's saying it. Is anybody listening to what he's saying? No. What he is saying is what Bernie Sanders says. He's no different, and how is he attracting moderate voters when he's you know the, the same exact he's got ways. he's at 14% in Iowa now oh, it's, it's kind of incredible right and Bernie and Elizabeth Warren and he's he's in that in that kind of vein of thought but everyone's like oh man he just he presents so well what, is anybody listening to what gets said no is are, are we doing the top line is oh look Joe Biden right now it's a Sharon. popularity contest and I think people like to go down the checklist and want to be a part of something new um or, or something fresh, and the idea of then the first, explain Joe Biden, uh, explain the, Bernie Sanders. There's there are also people idea. that well, listen, Bernie Sanders was fresh and new back in 2016. <laughs> at the age of, at the, at the age of 70, we're talking political fresh and new. <laughs> but uh, look, in in people want to jump on to a movement and try to ride the wave and act like they're the first ones and, and let's let's face it there's something new with a mayor Pete candidacy mm-hmm. and people want to be on board with that mm-hmm. and that's the you know they, they keep saying that he's the first openly gay presidential candidate that's not true because there's Fred Carter back in 92 uh, in uh, 2012 who wrote, ran as a Republican um, he actually came in fourth I believe in the Puerto Rico primary for the kids out there, if you really are nerds. Who? Wow. But he doesn't count because he ran as a Republican, so that right. doesn't count. Who? Fred Carger. Never heard of him before in my life. 
maybe you should pay more attention, April. I feel like I was pretty keyed into that 2012 primary because my boy Marco won that Puerto Rico uh, primary. Uh, but I think is he or still your boy Marco Rubio? Always, forever. In 2012, uh, that would have been an amazing feat for Marco. Um, is it based on his politics or something else? Both. Ah, um, he's a handsome fella. I think the whole key to this friendship bracelet thing is the point that Obama did not endorse him. So he has to do what he can, including friendship bracelet, to remind people he's Obama's bro. Is that why he called it the Obama-Biden economy? He did that the other day. He has to keep the Obama thing associated to him. Somehow he thinks we all forgot, but... Obama won't endorse, which I think is crap. He should have endorsed four years ago. Uh, he won't do it again this time. Again, I think it's crap. Is the Barack Obama name still strong? Of course. Wait, the Michelle Obama name, I totally agree. The Michelle Obama name is massive. Right. The, she sold 10 million copies of her book. I mean, that's incredible. Um, I, didn't, I, don't, I wasn't sure if the Barack Obama name still carried weight. You're saying it's 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 what Biden needs to continue to stay over. He the He has to keep using that because he's not going to get the actual endorsement. I don't know if anybody's going to get the actual endorsement. Do Nobody's going to get the endorsement from Obama. But I, I'm just oh, saying. I, oh, I think somebody will get an endorsement. He will throw his endorsement out there once it looks like there's going to be a clear winner, and then he'll jump on board with whoever looks like is going to be the. Uh, yeah, we would have expected that anyway, but but, but I mean, so well, he doesn't put himself out there. I don't think he, no, he, I don't he doesn't think he, put himself out. I don't think before. he puts his neck out there. Like NCAA no. brackets, he's going to get it wrong. Right. He's going to get. It, he's totally going to get it wrong. But if there's any sense of loyalty, you would think that he would endorse Joe Biden. But I don't. I don't see that happening. He won't, or he would have done it last time. I am completely turned off by the by the friendship bracelets. Completely turned off by Elizabeth Warren in the in the in the in the boa. Not march in the parade means fine by me, but it's it's the it's the affect that just. I mean, with anybody, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just I'm just out. Y- you know what? to me turns me off the most when when a politician does something like that and you know damn well they've never done anything like that before in their life do you think there's a photo out there anywhere of elizabeth warren wearing a feather boa except for this one parade where oh, she god i hope not but i mean i hope it doesn't oh, show up my feed one day yeah and they released a gif on her gif uh, gif i'm sorry are, are, are you guys fighting over whether it's a gif or a gif Yes, we're not fighting. I know how it's supposed to be, but I'm telling you. Yeah, okay, Reese's. Uh, Jeff, anyway, like I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by my good friend across the table here, is that uh, they released this gif of her walking in the parade, and she's high-fiving people enthusiastically. And I'm thinking, when has Elizabeth Warren been high-fiving anyone in a feather boa before? It looks ridiculous. Clearly, and it looks you like don't pandering. understand her people. Uh, in, in Native American lore, right? It is uh, custom uh-huh. to enter parades while wearing a feather boa and high fiving people while collecting uh, multi hundred thousand dollar salaries from Harvard. That's exactly what you do. And friendship bracelet free. I'm I, I can't begin to tell you how how much I'm I'm bothered by it. Uh, the bourbon we're trying is the barrel dovetail, and the barrel dovetail comes from uh, barrel whiskey, the infinity barrel, the infinite. Sorry. Barrel Project, Barrel Craft Spirits. Uh, I'm very pleased. I am. Look, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. April D. Gregory drinking like like a man. Like I'm a rock. impressed. Not sure what's gotten into you today. I think that he just gave uh, Dovetail a, a friendship bracelet right there. I pretty much did. 
That is fantastically fun. Fantastic. Now, bourbon, like you would know bourbon, absolutely not. It is remarkably sweet. The deep fruits on, on, on the front, and I think those kinds of more brown sugars on, on, the, on the back end, a little heightened sweetness there, uh, but a lot of fun. Barrel dovetail is it. Another story I wanted to get to was about drinking. Because the millennials are the weirdest group of people in the world. <laughs> See, there was a moment where I was, I was proud of millennials. They made perfect sense to me because what they were telling you was, if we're going to drink something, we want to know its story. We want to know its history. We want to have a connection to it. We want it to matter to us. And so they weren't drinking crap. They were drinking high-end stuff. And I appreciate that. If you're going to spend your money, spend it on something worthwhile. Makes perfect sense. I love it. I think you can thank them for raising the, the quality of beer in the United States. 100%. You're welcome. And the quality of restaurants. Well, they we have, don't all want to eat at Chili's every night. We all don't want to eat at Chili's. For that, I will give you full credit. Not you. Them. Um, but there is a place, uh, a, a story uh, from a CNN business. And it was sent, you sent it over, Fingers. It's a story of this woman who goes to this bar to try a shrub it's a it's an acidic beverage made from vinegar, fruit, sugar, club soda, and zero alcohol. She went to a bar to not get drunk, or to not have a drink that had I mean, any alcohol I love it. in it. And it turns out there's this group of people out there. They want to go out. Uh, they want to try things, but they want to figure out ways to reduce their alcohol intake. And I don't know why that's peculiar. I find that highly offensive. Right, millennials are drinking less overall, but what they are drinking, they're drinking of higher quality. Beer has gone down considerably, and so now they're trying to create drinks that taste like drinks but have no alcohol content. I don't believe it's because they don't want to get drunk. I believe it's because they're afraid of what happens if they have a drink. I think this is about fear, and this isn't about anything having to do with health. That's okay. that's the way to put no. What do you think it's about? Um, I think it's about um, you're talking about a group of an age group of people who we went to college and kept living like we were still in college until age 30, 35. You know, you're talking about millennials who don't get married until over the age of 30, don't have kids until 35 um, and basically live like you're in college until then. Like they don't start adulting, quote unquote, uh, until later in life. Whereas previous generations, you finish college, you get married, you have kids and you're a, a real adult and you don't like party every night. Well, millennials have been partying every night for so long that it's like, okay, I still want to go out and socialize, but I don't want to have to drink every night. That's so a lot of work. So don't drink. Why does it have to now be special? Why can't you have a Diet Coke like a normal person? And because you still want the atmosphere. And I'm not saying no to that. My point is, is that that's about self-control. Why is it? Why is it all of a sudden something new? You don't want to drink? Don't drink. You want to become an adult faster? Well, then become an adult and stop paying attention to a society that tells you you should have this infinite childhood. So I'm, I'm just I, answering your question here. Like, I'm, I'm answering I, the story's question. I'm trying to figure out wh- why this has, why this is a movement. Now, maybe because this we're is, sick of drinking all the time. Like, who's forcing them to drink all Nobody, the time? Nobody. But I mean, that, this is the answer to the question. Okay, we don't want to drink all the time, so we're gonna we're gonna not drink. This is what's happening. We're so not if drinking. you tell me the bars are simply catering to that because they got to keep people coming in, I'm fine with that. That's not my that's not my argument, right? It's it's why does it why is it that everything seems to be like this 
it has to be this new trend. It has to be this new way. We're forcing this kind of social change. You don't want to have a beard on a beard. Why are you telling me about it? Because you have to be part of a movement, Tony. I'm surprised there's not a sobriety awareness ribbon that they're wearing while they're going You're to the bar. You're getting told about it because people don't stop talking about millennials and everything in the world is on social media nowadays. So you know everything in the world. So that's why it's being talked about. Speaking of, I, I, you, you brought it up. And uh, are we at the end of social media or the rebirth of something new? Speaking of things that are changing, this past week... A guy by the name of Steven Crowder, who I, I, I don't know if you guys are friends with him. Yeah, we not, don't know. Yeah, I mean, we know him, know. right? Because we were we've done conventions together. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He's built um, an empire, and God bless the guy, right? I don't agree with everything. I doubt he would agree with everything I said. Not mad at the dude at all. So he has this guy by the name of Carlos Maza from Vox Media, who doesn't like the things that Steven Crowder says. He's got Steven Crowder's three point eight million subscribers on. On YouTube. Wow. Right? 3.8 million. It's pretty impressive stuff right there. And he does videos all the time, and, and uh, uh, he, he mocks this one writer from Vox, Carlos Maza. He writes uh, something called Strike Through or whatever it is, and, and Stephen mocks it. Well, this guy for, who writes for Vox Media is gay and thinks that he's being attacked for being gay oh, dear God. and wants YouTube to demonetize. And he has complained so much that YouTube has now demonetized Steven Crowder for talking about things like, for example, white supremacy. Steven Crowder's not a white supremacist. He's Canadian, for the love of God. He talks about it because he's done interviews with people. Well, YouTube not only did this to him, they like went after a whole bunch of people talking about white supremacy, including people who do research on white supremacy and basically ended the financial opportunities for a whole bunch of people doing good work and smart work, right? So this is, again... A group of people from an age group that say this shouldn't be this way and somehow the world has to acquiesce and change to that. That's, that's what, what I, I find so ridiculous about this idea. A bar is going to offer some non-alcoholic drinks. Okay, good. Oh, look, it's a trend. Great. It doesn't have to be like this earth-shattering thing and they're drinking less. All right, they're doing this less. They're doing Fine. People change and people do things and they have their own way. I'm not arguing that. I think that's probably very true. And I, and I do like what millennials have done for, for trying to get some higher end things going and have an understanding of where they are. But they're the same group of people who feel that whatever that they feel should somehow be honored in some kind of way. And that's disastrous. It sure as hell is disastrous for free speech. I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, when it comes to the, the drinking thing, again, being part of a movement or a group. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, I don't understand going into a bar and wanting to order a $12 drink that has no alcohol in it. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. But it's just a dangerous time in social media if you are a content provider. We've talked about how it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is. It's almost like a, a new frontier. It's like the wild, wild west. If you are someone like uh, us, here we are. We're, we're doing a podcast in a bar in Indianapolis, and we're providing this content for people. Um it's available to everyone, and that's great. But if you focus your business model on uh, something like, say, YouTube, and you, you want to bring in revenue based on uh, your content, they can just pull the plug tomorrow, now and the you're out of luck. Now, as Steven says, it, the, they actually have a thing where you can join and you can become a, a, a member of the thing, so they don't make that much money from 
the YouTube monetization. But the educators but, that you were talking about. Oh, other people do. Other people uh, totally do. And you know who has this fight all the time? And I shouldn't say it's a fight. It was just uh, a fundamental disagreement. It's myself and April. April runs uh, the social media here. She's been wanting me to do more stuff on YouTube. And I'm, 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 I'm still really a no, even though I say, all right, we need to do this. We need to do that. I accept you got to put things out there and kind of let people you know, consume it the way they choose. And I, I think we're about to be bringing somebody on to, to maybe help us do more of just that video side of things. But what's the point? Listen, uh, uh, people know me from the radio side as, as a political and cultural guy. And what we do here on Eat, Drink, Smoke, I'd say it's more cultural than, than anything else because the conversation here is not whether or not you agree with Steven Crowder or whether or not you agree with Carlos Maza. And full disclosure, I agree with Steven Crowder on the free speech side, if not all the content side. Carlos Maza is just wrong. You don't like it, don't listen to it. He's not calling for people to, to, to be violent or anything else, Carlos. You, you don't get to decide a guy should be demonetized. You can't imagine that's good. Carlos Maza also, by the way, thinks you should milkshake people you disagree with and humiliate them and, and, and attack. He thinks that's good. Milkshaking is when you disagree with somebody, so you throw a milkshake on When did them. that become a thing? Because Nigel Farage. Okay. I was going to say because in the UK. I was at an event, an AFP event, and I was standing next to Jimmy LaSalvia, who was at the time a part of Go Proud, which was a, a, gay, a Republican group. gay Republican group, and I got some shrapnel from a glitter bomb. I was oh, standing you? next to him, yeah, and someone glitter bombed him at this event, and that was the thing for a long time. And someone yes. would come up and throw that was a 2008. bucket of, yeah, a bucket of glitter. Kane like got here. glitter bombed, yeah. And now it's like glitter bombing is so 2008, and now you've got to get a milkshake. And I, I listen, I got to tell you, I respect your views, and I consider you an adult in the room if you think it's a good idea to throw a milkshake in someone's face <laughs> to make a point. It and but they but they actually but that's just it. They think that's justified because they feel a certain way. You can go on the attack like this, and that's okay. It's mm -hmm. not okay. It's not okay to attack someone's free speech rights and to want them to be deplatformed from these places. That's not okay. That's not okay. I, I, it, the, the thing about the drinking brought that up because, again, it's about these people's... People think that because they feel some way, everybody else has got to react to it. I don't, I don't think everybody else has got to react to it. Certainly, if markets move, you move with, with the markets. I have no problem with a, with a bar saying we're going to have more drinks that are non-alcoholic because that's what people want. What's the most you would spend on a drink that's non-alcoholic? If you find out it's really good. Five, six bucks? Yeah. Maybe seven? There's a restaurant in town here. It's a chain, and they do a milkshake where they put a full slice of chocolate cake in the milkshake. And Is I that think, a thing? Yeah. Portillo's. Portillo's, and it's uh, it's fantastic. Aren't they based out of Chicago? Aren't yes. those the, uh, the the beef people, yeah. the Italian hot dog people? Th they, that's great too. But the the shake, they a full slice of cake, put in a blender, Is make it good. A, oh my gosh, it's fantastic. Is it really? Yeah, but I wouldn't spend twelve dollars on it. I mean, five six, okay. Do they charge twelve dollars? No, I'm saying, but the, the, these bars right. that are non alcoholic drinks, it's like, oh, here you go, here's your twelve dollar non alcoholic drink. And I'm like, oh, really? I I I need something. Need yeah, a little something more. It's, you right. Uh, all right, but for you, that's about perceived value. Yeah. Right. So that's where I'm okay with the millennials. They see a, if they or if they or any other group sees a value in this really neat drink with hibiscus and honey and whatever you know from bees that are all still virgins and whatever. <laughs> that's totally fine. I got no problem with that. But you got to you you you're the, the consumer. You got to get some value out of it. Yeah, I don't get it. But they if they do, that's fine. If bars want to cater to that, 
that's completely fine too. What I don't appreciate is where this sometimes leads into the other things because they feel a certain way the world's got to bend to their whim or anybody else who feels that way that because you feel X, the world has to bend. The world doesn't have to bend. I'll just be interested to see if that bar is open in three years. I mean, some of these trends, you know, there's a bar in New York and there's a bar in Las Vegas. I think it's called Sub-Zero or something like that where you walk in and you they give you... A parka? Yeah, because... You're sitting on a block of ice and it's below 30, you know, it's like below zero. Maybe it's called below 32. I can't remember. But anyway, it's cold enough in the room where you're sitting on ice. (laughs) That's your furniture. Okay. That's really cute for one drink. Are you going to be a regular there? You know, I, I, some of these trendy things, it's interesting to see if they sit in an igloo and drink. It's Vegas. It's pretty hot. Yeah. That could, that could be it. But I just feel like if you're, if you are, uh, leaving, uh, you know, an environment where it's 105 degrees and going into a room where it's 10, it, you, you may feel like you're going through the change. <laughs> That's all. By the way, I just finished my bourbon. Oh, oh look my at you. God. That's got to be a record. That is. That's only the second time in a year you finish your bourbon on the show. That's really good. In the first segment, too. That's really wow. good. That is the barrel dovetail. Yeah, that was. Wow. Sinatra oh would be proud of you. Oh, that is. That is all right. Now, iTunes is making some changes. And what does that mean to you when you subscribe to the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast? Really nothing. It's just that instead of being on iTunes, it's going to be part of the whole podcast category. That's If I understand what's going on correctly, that's it. iTunes is going away. But it's not conceptually disappearing. Right? You're going to have music and you're going to have podcasts. You're going to have TV. Right, these three segments. So the podcast is still there and easy to find. So if on your on your uh, iPhone or I think you can still get on on any smartphone, you get Apple Podcasts. That's all you need. All you need is the podcast, and then you can click on that, and then from there you can get the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. What you need to still do is give it a five star review and then write a review. That's what really helps us and helps us build, brings the sponsors, gets more people into it, is if you go and you give us that five-star review and write a review. Uh, I'm kind of surprised they're making this change to iTunes, but it's been since 2001, and no one goes to... They they, they want their niche. They want everything that they want in one spot. There's an example of the market's moved, and now Apple is... Yeah, I I would say I, I, I prefer it easier just going to my podcast app as opposed to going to iTunes and... You know, they got the TV shows, the music. And I'm like, no, I don't get all that stuff out of my way. I don't need that. Right. You don't need to be bothered. Just go to podcasts. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. That is it. Nothing else. But you still need to go and subscribe and give it a five-star review. Eat, Drink, Smoke is where you go to on iTunes or podcasts. You can also find it on Stitcher. You can also find it on Google Play. We're everywhere, uh, people. You can go straight to the website, by the way, eatdrinksmoke.fireside.fm. That we, it's there as well. TonyCats.com. Uh, always uh, find it there. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. They've actually got four locations. They're in Pittsburgh. They're in Nashville. They're in Houston. And right here in Indy, BlendBarCigar.com. Uh, Getting into the smoke, a portion of what we do. But the good people at Fanimation want to thank them for their service. Great sponsors. Be talking about them. Fanimation.com for your ceiling fans, for your home, uh, for your outdoor areas, everywhere. Fanimation.com. We'll get to them in a second. The smoke portion is the Las Calaveras. Now, Las Calaveras is made by Crowned Heads 
I am a huge, massive fan of crowned heads. I like uh, four kicks. I like the J.D. Howard. I think these are sensational, sensational cigars. This, the Las Calaveras, is a Nicaraguan. This is a, uh, call it a Puro, right? It's Nicaragua in the binder and the filler. Uh, I shouldn't say a Puro. I should take that back because the wrapper is a Mexican San Andres. And that's why you get that little bit of pepper, that spice hit from it. Because the wrapper, of course, is where you get most of the flavor from your cigar. The factory is my father. This is blended by, by uh, Don Pepin Garcia. That's, to me, I didn't know that. The My Father cigars are terrific. I've always been a big fan. The Pepin Blue is one of my, I, I, I just think the world of it, and maybe I'm, I'm being a little romanticized on the subject. So here's a cigar that should have a lot of cream, that should have a lot of those kind of more uh, earthbound kind of, kind of flavors. And that pepper, really, that spice is really what takes over from the beginning. But both you, Fingers Malloy, and you, April D. Gregory, said when you were, we started this, you want something a little more full-bodied. This is going to be a great example of what happens in the second third. Right. Right? Because you started smoking it, April. And, and first of all, it's a, it's a uh, Corona Gorda, uh, which means it's about five, a little more than five and a half uh, inches in length, but it's only a 46 ring gauge. Go ahead. <laughs> but it's only a 46 oh ring gauge. Right, so it's it's a a little bit more of a dainty cigar, uh, if you will. Uh, easy, easy to do, easy to handle. It's got a solid construction. Uh, the wrapper is that darker brown with a touch of the oily. I'll tell you one issue that I'm having. This cigar is a bit veiny. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but I, I've ne- since I have absolute faith in the Crown Heads people. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with it. First impressions, uh, April D. As you, she's still laughing you, about the veiny. I don't. I can't with you. Come um, on. I'm scared to say anything because somehow it's gonna be something to laugh at. Uh, I already gave you my first impressions. Um, I like it. I like because I like spice, um, but I also need a full body, and I'm. It's just not there yet. So I'm interested to see how it progresses. And it, w- it will. It absolutely will. Fingers Malloy. I don't know what she means by full body. You want to ask her? What do you mean by I full body? I need more thickly teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I need more. Girls got her own dictionary by the time it's thickly done. Thickly taste. A more thick flavor. More thickly flavor. A more right. thickly flavor. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, again, uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, a spicy cigar and this. This uh, isn't that spicy, really. Well, no, but you, you definitely get the pepper right away. And this isn't overwhelming with the pepper like some of the, the cigars we've had in the past, and I'm interested to see what the second third is going yeah, to bring I, This me. is a great example of what does it bring. My faith in these guys is, is real and true. Uh, really, the, fo- the four kicks, uh, the four kicks uh, mule kick, which is a limited edition, is a spectacular smoke. J.D. Howard is just a knockout. They also have a cigar called the Headley Grange. Headley Grange was the studio Led Zeppelin recorded in. That's what it's. That's the name. I mean, they just do. I think just excellent work. How's your draw? Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. No, no problem with it whatsoever. Um, again, uh, what do we what do you call it? The Pennsylvania Pinch. Yes. Is that what you? Yes. Call it right there because right there by the uh, by where the cap is, where you cut. There's a it, vein. it is a little tight, <laughs> right? And <laughs> and and it could use a little bit of a. You know, a little bit of a finger roll there Squeeze. between the thumb and the finger, and just give it a roll to kind of loosen it up a little bit. Uh, but no, no, no. I've never, I have never, in all of them I have smoked, never had a problem with the draw. 
Uh, we've done some some Nat Shermans. I've had Nat Shermans I've thrown away. Really? The 85th anniversary. I, I've tried three of them. I couldn't get it to, to stay. Couldn't make it work. That's the most frustrating thing when you're trying to enjoy a cigar and it keeps going out on you. But we did the uh, the Supreme just a couple weeks ago. I love that cigar. Which is a box press, and it was tremendous. We're going to see where this cigar uh, takes us. It's the Las Calaveras is what you want to do. It's getting better so far. Uh, now, just give it time. You're not even. You're not near the. It's second getting better though. already. It's so. getting thicklier, thicklier, more flavor, uh, thicklyfied. I believe it's the it's the French, <laughs> is how that works. Chris Pratt, Catherine Schwarzenegger, get married, and Mazel Tov to them. A hearty Yasha Kawak to one and all. Whoa, whoa, what? April D. Gregory loves it when I do Hebrew. Is that in your Jew book? That's see, she can't. Just every now it's now it's just a thing. So the headline is Chris Pratt. We're talking about Star-Lord. We're talking about, uh, you know, uh, Gar- Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. We're talking about mm, Baby. Really? He, well, he, yeah. Chris Pratt is hot. I didn't know. He's one of the Chris's that's uh, popular for being hot. So who's the other one? Everett. No. Chris Everett? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, even for you, that was quick. Well done. Thank that's you. A, who's the other Chris? You talking about Chris Evans uh, from uh, who's yes. Captain America? Chris Evans. Okay. What about Christopher Pine? Who plays uh, the young Kirk in the Star Trek uh, films? Oh, uh, maybe. Follow up. What do you think of Zachary Quinto? Chris Evans, Zachary Chris Quinto. Pratt. Yeah, the three of them. It's the three of them. The triumphant. So, so Pratt, Evans, Evans, and Pine? Pratt and Pine. So we need to write a movie that involves all three? I think you could even actually include Hensworth. We're about ready for a Three Amigos remake, right? Yeah. So. so you put them all in a movie? So you it's have literally Chris, a thing. The Chris's. Chris, Evans, Pratt, Chris Pine, Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, and mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. And is is that his name, Chris Hemsworth? Not Liam is the one married to Miley Cyrus, right. and and so Chris and you could call it, it, you would call it C four. Oh, so it be they be their own music group. Uh-huh. I was working on that all week. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger get married, and this is the headline: Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger's wedding didn't include Arnold's love child, Joseph Baina. Arnold Schwarzenegger, while he was married to to what Maria, uh, had an affair with the maid. He had an affair with the maid and has a 21-year-old uh, named, what's his name, named Joseph. And he wasn't invited to the wedding. We've reached peak 2019. This is not a story. The love child is never invited to the wedding. No one is surprised. Nate is, okay. Is that right. Emily Post? I'm sorry. Prince Harry totally got invited to the <laughs> wedding. Sometimes, we all understand Prince Harry is not Prince Charles' kid, right? Yes, we all understand that. We all know this? He's the son of the bodyguard. I hope he. I hope he knows. I'm not sure. Oh, he, he knows. <laughs> he knows, and the queen knows, and she's like, "Don't worry, I got you covered." Because the queen's not crazy, right? She's like, "I'm still going to pay for you." By but the way, how how old is the queen? She's she, old. Did you hear her? It was the D-Day uh, commemoration, 75th anniversary of D-Day, when the Allied forces stormed Normandy. She was. Uh, she had the state dinner with Trump, and then she was there at at, at, at Portsmouth for some of the. Commemorations because Portsmouth there in the UK is where they launched from. She's ninety three. Normandy ninety three. Mm-hmm. She's spectacular. She was on fire, clear voice and clear mind and uh, it clear eyes, full hearts. A, a state dinner like that when she's involved is some of the lights, the best pureed <laughs> food you'll ever have in your life. That's stop it, stop it. She ate the steak without a knife, <laughs> Brontosaurus style. She went full Flintstones. <laughs> She opened a purse and put the leftovers and right in. Shugged an equate after she was done. <laughs> oh Nobody invites the love child. 
So why is this a story? I think the story here is that Anna Faris made one of the great mistakes in relationship history. You got Anna Faris is in the show Mom, and I actually like her as an actress. Yeah, I think I like the show too. Mom is really kind of kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's, she's an alcoholic, and Allison Janney plays her mother, and her mother's an alcoholic. And it gets it does get into that heavy. It's like like the way All in the Family and 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 Good Times used to get into the heavy, and which is a much more difficult thing to do with today's programming. And they play in that. They kind of dabble in that. You got to go full on. We're gonna make you cry and and wish you had died. You got to go full on. This is us. Right to play comedy and to have those kinds of moments isn't the easiest thing to do. Isn't easy at all. I think they do a pretty good job of it. But but I thought they were like this Hollywood couple, and then they got divorced, and she made it seem like he was a bad dude. Is he? No, he's not a bad dude. They just had differences of like religious opinion. Like he is religious, she's not, and it just didn't work out. They um, they didn't know that before. Right, I know. Right. Um, So he actually Pratt gave her a heads up hey we're gonna be getting married before so that she found out from him before she found out from the media because they're still like cordial so i hope so yeah but she uh i thought she was like on podcasts and stuff not being super kind i don't know but she she was the uh less attractive person in that relationship so yeah she should have uh, maybe converted or something weird i'm just looking her (laughs) i was just looking up right now to see if she was hot you know you don't convert because the other one's hotter. <laughs> well, not- you, look, who else is going to... I don't know. There's a lot of women that would do a lot more things for would, Chris Pratt. Would, would you convert for, for love? You, who is still working on whether or not you're going to become a, a Catholic, right? Is right. that still a thing for you? It is. Like, would you convert? You meet this really super fantastic Jewish guy. Not no. me. I'm already spoken for people. Settle down. And And would you be like, you know what? This is worth it to me? No, I wouldn't. And that's honestly, no, no, me. that's not Anna Faris. That's that's Catherine Schwarzenegger. No, but she said that Catherine Schwarzenegger wasn't very good looking. Is that what you no, said? No, she's I'm saying, saying Anna, Anna Faris, Faris. Oh, wasn't very good looking. I'm not Catherine saying she's not very good looking. I'm saying Anna is the, you know, in a relationship, there's always one who's more attractive than the other, right? Catherine Schwarzenegger is beautiful. Oh. Catherine Schwarzenegger is hot. Right. Well, say it again. Say it slower for everybody. Hot. Anna Ferris isn't bad looking. No, she's not bad looking Why did you at call all. Her ugly? What's I did not you? you stop it right now. I did not say that, Anna Ferris. I by the way, I talk about all this. You know my wife converted, right? Yes. Yeah. Just saying. It totally happens. Yeah, it does happen. You know? Cause I am wicked hot. And she and she's like, she's I, can like give I, up, I can give up shellfish for this. <laughs> and that's what she's she like. Did. I can give up bacon for this. Oh wait, I didn't have to give up bacon. She, no, no, no. Bacon, only thing Jews ever got wrong. Absolutely true story. I you wait you can't eat shellfish. Oh you God, no! You don't eat shellfish. Oh, I do. I'm terrible. No, shellfish is not kosher. Really? So lobster, shrimp, clams, oysters, none of that. None of that is 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 kosher. Yeah, it is kosher. Burger? It's got to be more kosher than a burger. Anna Ferris on the red carpet. Let me see. She is. She's fine. She's do, she's fine. Eh. She's fine, but she's not hot. She's not Catherine, and she's not Chris Pratt hot. Right. All right. Well. Na- you need to rank your women. You need to do that for do us that. one day. Yeah. You know what? Ten hottest women in Hollywood. Jennifer Next Aniston. week. Jennifer Aniston still on your list? Mm-hmm. Jennifer She'll Aniston. always be my number one. She's crazy attractive. Yeah. You know who else is? It's in, to prove I'm not an agent. George Takei. Right. Um, my God, Elizabeth Hurley at 53 years old is still gorgeous. Yeah. You're laughing at me. 
because you think it's an anomaly of nature. It's not. It's filler. It's facelifts. It's Y lifts. It's chin lifts. It's, it's all these things. Hold on. Things. You stay right there, fingers. We'll it's get to you in a moment. It's not an anomaly that what's, she looks this way. What's a Y lift? It's where you like get this. You can't do that on a podcast. People can't see. <laughs> oh, she. Oh, did y'all get that? So you're talking about the jowls? You're talking about she got the jowls done? I, I think so. It's like, I don't know. Um, if she got plastic surgery, her plastic surgeon is solid. They, it's not an if. They all have plastic surgery. Because some plastic surgeries... I need you to... Un- You're not a Hollywood plastic surgeon if you do bad plastic surgery. Yeah, but, but some, some plastic surgery is really, you can so tell. You're right. The ones you go to so Mexico see. to get is awful. If you're in Hollywood and you're a plastic surgeon, you are a good one. Or you have no business. Would you get plastic surgery? Mm, maybe. See, so Botox, I get. Mm-hmm. Plastic surgery on the face. I, I mean, I've had, my wife and I have had this conversation. Botox? Totally. I get it. I really and truly do. Facelifts? Sorry, I love your face exactly the way it is, and I'm not. Right, but in, when you I turn, am not interested in looking at another person. When you turn turn forty five, fifty, and things start sagging, Botox doesn't work at that age. But the, so the, you have to get a face. I mean, no, but you the don't danger is you, you go have the surgery, and then you look like Kenny Rogers, who I you don't you wouldn't. Even I could wake up to him every morning. Or you go to someone really good, and you look like Elizabeth Hurley. So there you go. <laughs> By the way, have you seen the uh, Schwarzenegger son? The bastard son? Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the black sheep of the family. Wow. <laughs> what? He's not the Jon Snow? He's not the bastard son? What would you... I thought that was the proper terminology. I didn't know we were allowed to say the word bastard. Bastard isn't bad. You're so terrible. You're, you're never going we back We have to give, give her the list and have it laminated, and we'll have it here every week for her. So we all are bringing our top ten hottest women, women in Hollywood. All right. That's that. Any ground rules? Um, the, well, one of the questions is how far back in history can we go? Oh, we're talking about all time. Yeah, for sure. All right, no, all time. Oh yeah, because um, uh, Helen Mirren's going on my list. And well, um, so okay, so in that case, you need to specify what age. Because if you say Helen Mirren, and you're like talking about right now today, I'm gonna I'm, be do, I'm doing top ten oh, all time. Raquel I need, Welch. But, but 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 we need like Raquel, uh, Raquel Welch, 1982, not. Uh, Helen Mirren, 2010. Okay. You got to put. The, oh, so you got to add the age in to the it. prime. Okay, right, right, right. But uh, like, so Jennifer Aniston, like forever is always. So I don't give. I need. To, I don't need to give an age with her or a year. But if you're telling me Helen Mirren, you better give me a year. Is this a Helen whole Mirren? friends thing? And Margaret is on my list. Yes. Dear God, not even right. And God bless Elvis Presley. <laughs> did he hit? Did he hit them? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he hit all of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving my list right now. Oh no, not I'm all right. I'm ready. So so got to give the year, and if you could say timeless, because you could say Jennifer An- Jennifer Aniston has always been ridiculous. It's not yeah. even. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. So you think Jennifer Aniston got plastic surgery? One thousand percent. Good. I'm God. telling you, they all have surgeries. Surgeries. Really? I didn't know that. All of them. I'm disappointed. Did you hear her favorite snack on set was celery and mustard because it had no calories in it at all? So you could sit there and eat That's celery and mustard. Now I'm gonna start doing that. Did she really say that? Yeah. See, see, now I'm a Lisa Kudrow fan. Just like that, can't eat celery and mustard. That's a terrible combination. Celery juicing is the new thing. Drinking celery juice. 
because celery is already negative calories because it it takes more energy to burn the celery. So you're burning calories by eating it. What? It's, ba- it's, it's basically water. Like celery is mostly water. Right. So you're burning calories eating the celery. Yeah. That's the thing about celery. So and it's, it's fascinating too when you get into uh, discussions like this because it's a lot of it obviously is based on personal taste. And if you like a glamorous, it's like the whole discussion about Ginger versus Marianne. Do you lean more towards a girl next door? And I would consider a Jennifer Aniston more of a girl next door <laughs> compared to compared to like a, a Raquel Welch, where it's like a, or a, a I classic can, I can movie see that, star. But I mean, on the red carpet, Jen is certainly glam. Yeah. But she, but she doesn't need she doesn't need the the big makeup the hot red lips she doesn't Jen doesn't do that right she you're right she keeps <laughs> Jen <laughs> we're wow <laughs> we're like that I did not know that that celery was a negative calorie and yeah. I'm kind of freaked out by that right. the, so I, now you need to start snacking on celery and mustard Thank I you, know Jennifer celery from the Trinity or the Mirepoix which is basically the the three things that you use to make uh, different. Uh, bases, right? So the the I know the Trinity as onions, carrots, and celery. That's the base for making soups and everything else. Oh, right, okay. The mirepoix, as I know it, and I could be, I could have this backwards. Someone's going to correct me. The mirepoix is you take out uh, the carrot and you put in bell pepper, and that's more Cajun style. Is 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 what you do now? I could totally be. Oh, so off you're saying mirepoix would be. Celery, onion, pepper. Correct. That's what I believe it is. Now I could have it totally backwards, but it, like one's the train. That's the only time celery comes into my life. If I only needed one vegetable forever, it'd be onion. Oh my god, they're my favorite oh. vegetable. We have really descended into some weird territory. <laughs> Jennifer Garner on Alias. Okay. Oh <laughs> gosh, we're we're still into the top ten. Jessica Simpson on Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that I, body was insane. D- anything else you want to add? Insanely hot. I, I I'm on again, off again with with Jennifer Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, whatever her name is. That's what I'm saying. Jen- Jessica and I'm looking at her. I'm not. I don't know her name. Because uh, because I think she's she is a question of what light did you capture her in? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because right now she's like 8,600. She's two face. She's well, she's. No, she has like, like like in in a bad light. It's it's really 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 bad. You know, Jennifer Aniston in a, in a bad light is still Jennifer Aniston. Cameron Diaz is like that. Yeah? You catch her on a, a, a day, one day, she's, oh, the mask. Wow, look at you. And then there's another day on the red carpet. You're like, ooh, she's wearing look a mask. at you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is, uh, is uh, Scarlett Johansson on your list? No. Wow. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. This is next week? Yep. Next week. And Fanimation will still be there, providing you great ceiling fans. Fanimation.com, the style, the selection, all of it at Fanimation.com. They're based right here in Indiana. We love them. Uh, for that, uh, when you check out our videos of, of Eat, Drink, Smoke, you see the fans in the background. Those are Fanimation fans of Blend Bar Cigar. If they can move the air here, they can move the air in your home. It's so many styles, so many selections, the custom customization that you're able to get, the quality of the build, the quiet of these fans you're going to love. Indoor and outdoor, LED lighting, you can get different kind of blades uh, for them. Whatever it is that you need, Fanimation is where you go for your ceiling fans, for your home, uh, for your indoor-outdoor spaces, for your business, for your office. Fanimation.com. That's where you go. For your car when your air conditioner goes out. That actually happened, <laughs> that happened to, to April to D. Gregory. And so she took her USB fan that she keeps with her and she put it on the on the dash. And yeah, that's how she kept cool. And that's still going to be happening because my air conditioner is not fixed yet. 
Now, it's been a bad week for cars for us because I hit a 30-pound raccoon and wrecked my front bumper on uh, going 60 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah, yeah so there's that. But uh, what I was going to ask you, since we're doing like a top 10 Hollywood women of all time, can we, can we do our movie theater food reviews we talked about doing popcorn at one time you were going to pop popcorn and you're going to show me that your popcorn yeah we could do it yeah well oh i make a better popcorn than movie theaters yes that's totally true bring in our favorite uh movie so we're doing movie theater food we're doing top 10 uh hottest actresses because why worry about their skill set when you can just worry about their bodies (laughs) you're you're welcome me too i mean it's Um, acting so like come on we could do this because we I can a, cry on demand. Where's my bajillion dollars? We could do this because it was the woman's idea on the podcast to do yeah, this. So. <laughs> That's what That's I was totally going to say. Cool. It's okay because I'm doing it also. Yeah. All right. So now I want to switch gears from this decadent kind of conversation. And for whatever reason, my article is not showing up. But I can still have a conversation. And it's about how CNN is at the bottom of the barrel in the, in, in the ratings. And this has been a constant conversation, and it is an obsession of the political right. Here it is. It's an obsession of the political right that CNN constantly brings in low ratings, that they can't bring an audience, that they're always an absolute positive disaster. Disaster. The headline Uh, of the article is Basic Cable Ranker, and I just did not read Ranker. (laughs) Like, Ranker. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it's obvious to, I think, anybody who's paying attention that CNN has made a decision as to who they are and what they do. They are fake news. <laughs> Thank you, Donald. Fake news. They've made a decision. This is who they are. This is, they, they're, they're, they seem to be very happy with it. But the ratings in April dropped. It was their worst month in three years. Their primetime viewership... 761,000, 553,000, I should say, during the daytime. They continue to fall. Fox News, uh, on the other hand, 2.3 million viewers, followed by MSNBC with 1.654 million. CNN gets beat by Cartoon Network and, and some cooking shows and, 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 and whatever else. Billy Mays infomercials. Right? God rest his soul. It... it has not stopped CNN from being CNN. So why do we why do we keep talking about this? Or I shouldn't say we. Why does the political right keep talking about this like something that matters? It obviously doesn't matter. Jim Acosta, who is a uh, quote unquote reporter, who who thinks it like his personal job to take on Trump. He was on CBS Sunday Morning and getting interviewed about he's got a book about how dangerous it is to be in journalism these days or something like that. And it was basically this kind of donation to his book sales. They're, they don't care that it's low rated. So why does, any, why does anybody on the political right, why do they keep pushing this kind of conversation like it somehow matters? When because had, Trump keeps saying it every yeah. other tweet. When you had real journalists going to Vietnam and, and reporting from the front lines, you know, not very long ago in our nation's history, and then you hear somebody like Jim Acosta saying it's dangerous to be a reporter today because I may go to a Trump rally and three or four blue hairs may yell something nasty at me. Right? Aww. I mean, I, honestly, I hear stuff like this, and I think of all of our friends in right wing media that are attacked 
daily with vicious attacks long before the Jim Acostas of the world glitter bombs have, have had uh, insults hurled at them. And by the way, I don't agree with people threatening anyone who is trying to uh, report the news. That's I totally agree. But to me, it, it, it I, I think of our friends on the right who have been attacked for years and have you know don't want to put their children out there on social media because they're worried about their uh, safety. And I hear this from the CNN people, and I'm like, my, my, my God, you know, where have you guys been? It's been a dangerous environment for a long time for people and on the there, right. And there are some reporters who still go out there and are embeds and do the things, and they, and they risk life and limb, and, and I'm thankful for those people. Jim Acosta does not risk anything. He does not risk anything, and he's put, it, he's put himself in a place that he doesn't have to risk anything. It's, it's all sorts of... Of, of reward but there is not an advertiser that you know of like we have seen uh, Tucker Carlson Laura Ingram a host of others think people go after their advertisers you know with, with Rush Limbaugh he said one thing about Sandra Fluke and uh, this goes back a couple years and he called he called Sandra Fluke who was this this nobody who was allowed to testify in front of Congress. It wasn't even a hearing. It was a supplemental something or other. He called her a slut because well, she because she wanted uh, free birth control. He, he called people like her. He, anybody, okay, and so how it got phrased okay, is they're yeah. calling her uh, a slut. And then all of a sudden it was boycott, 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 attack, attack, attack. And then advertisers started saying, we will not advertise on a Rush show. Some of them said we won't advertise on a Rush station. Now, you understand that that happened because there was already a playbook, a blueprint that existed out there. And they waited for the moment, Mm -hmm. and they pulled it out of the drawer and said, run the play. And they already had the organizational know-how, and they got this done. Didn't stop Rush from being on the air, of course, but it may have hurt him for a while uh, financially. When uh, Laura Ingram said something about uh, David Hogg, David Hogg was like, oh. David Hogg is one of those high-profile Parkland students who made himself just this this crazy uh, anti-gun zealot in the wake of the shooting uh, at, at Parkland Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And I'm not saying he should have lived through it. I'm saying that he was allowed to become this superstar and didn't really have the, the, the basis for it, especially because he was 17 at the time and we shouldn't be listening to, to kids for policy. I didn't say you should be rude to kids. We shouldn't be listening to them for policy. Yeah, and you're supposed to wait till after they get the, the free ride to Harvard for being an idiot. Uh, and then wow. we can listen to them. By the way, he did get a he did get a uh, he did get to go to Harvard. He's going to Harvard. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that says about Harvard University these days. I don't know if he earned it or not. I don't know if he's got the grades or not. I don't know if he's the skill set or not. But Harvard, because once you're at Harvard, I, that's it. That's all you have to do. All you have to, the hardest part of Harvard is getting in, and everything else just 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 falls into place, and the jobs will come and everything else. I'm sure they're churning out some fine activists now at Harvard. But the yes, well, hell yes is is the answer. Um, the, Har- the Harvard Law students... To be fair, most colleges are. The Harvard Law students actually had a dean uh, uh, removed, a professor removed, because they were going to defend Harvey Weinstein. They got hired to do a job. Lawyers defend people even when they ain't nice people. And the students are like, oh, that's unacceptable. You're, you're the future lawyers? We're screwed. We are all screwed. Yeah, someone still has to defend people who are clearly guilty of murder. It's, and he's not guilty of murder. He's guilty of other things. Right. But it, it, it's clear that when it comes to, like, there's these boycotts that happen all the time and attack on sponsors all the time. No advertisers leaving CNN because of the ratings. You haven't heard it. It now may, may have happened, but it happened quietly. There's been no top-line story. 
so the 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 right still squawking about CNN. I don't see where it's getting them. Well, and it, the advertisers aren't leaving, so they're going to keep doing. Can we have the fingers Malloy grift minute right now? Well, as much as I would like to start a, a pack that attacks the media, if you want to. Uh, make the media our friends again and not the enemy of the people. If you could send $5 to Fingers Malloy Pack, right. we will do what we can to uh, reform the mainstream media. No, but to going back to what you're saying, the left is very good at boycotts and they're very good at making a lot of noise on social media. Or the right, they're just not wired that way. There's talk of boycotts, but people just don't... We, we're not into boycotts like the left is. If you go, step out of line once, like you said with the... the Look, the, I go to Starbucks every day, sometimes twice a day. There was one day this week I was at Starbucks three that? times a day. How do you afford Starbucks three times thing. a I day? Have to, I have to cut this off my life. Really do? I really do. How can you... I mean, my God, you're talking about $10 a day? Ten? Three times a day? It's probably more than ten. Well, it's you like spend, I... You, I get the, you get the frou-frou coffee, right? Uh, sometimes I do. I'm trying to make myself get the unfrou-frou, but I, I can go there and work. I don't want to like work at home all the time, so I'll go there and work. It's, I would rather go to a small coffee shop, but those are far and few between. I, and you got to go to a... There's Starbucks in every corner, so I just go to a Starbucks. And then after school, my child wants an apple juice, so we stop by Starbucks and an apple juice. a public library. It's free. You can work there. First of all, why are you giving your kid apple juice? It's all sugar. And that's against your rules. I know. But it's organic apple juice. Nope. For crying out loud. <laughs> nope. Nope, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to look in the mirror on that one. That's, it is an organic apple it. juice, but yeah, you're right. Do you have to be Do you have to be Fox in order to get a rating? I mean, is that what what we're hearing here? Oh well, no. I I think what CNN made the decision that they were going to try to out MSNBC MSNBC, and you're not going to out MSNBC MSNBC. It's not going to happen. So you you've alienated people who uh, are right wing that would watch you, thinking, okay, they're at least trying to be fair. And yet, the, the the rabid left-wingers out there are going to tune into MSNBC. They're not going to tune into CNN. So you've lost a ton of people that is were... That, is that what's happening? Does, does the political left not trust CNN as a place for news? But where are you going to go? Where, where are you going to go? Are you going to go watch uh, uh, Kumo or are you going to watch uh, uh, Rachel Maddow? I mean, if you're on the left, you're going to watch Maddow. You're going to watch Don Lemon? So they've carved out a niche for themselves that nobody's interested in. Right. They're late to the party. But they aren't going anywhere. When that happens, we ta- we were just talking about bars that will start serving um, foo-foo. Was it foo-foo? Foo-foo. Uh, non-alcoholic drinks because the millennial set wants less alcohol in their lives, but they still want the experience. You mean the bars have learned, but CNN hasn't? Well, here's the thing, too. I don't know if you saw this interview this week. There was a piece out that Don Lemon was talking about me walking away. And he blamed it on basically Trump and the ad, the political wait, atmosphere. Wait, wait, wait. Walking, walking away from his show. He's contemplating oh, really? walking away. And I read that and I thought to myself, I oh. I love that show. Um, Jeff Zucker. I thought to myself, oh, well, apparently he's hearing rumors that he may be on the way out. So it would be much better to say that you're going out on your own terms and blaming Trump rather than getting fired because your ratings are in the toilet. Is that is that it? Is that what you're going to say, April? No. Where I'm going with this <laughs> is <laughs> CNN under the blanket of who's who's the who's the head corporate of oh, is that, CNN. Is that still Time Warner? So so they have yeah. they have the money coming in from elsewhere. That if if money is not coming in from CNN like it needs to be, uh, at, like an independent station would need, uh, they can they still have money coming from elsewhere. So they don't really have to change CNN because even if it's like not making that much money. 
the other uh, entities are making enough money to... By the way, CNN owned by AT&T, Warner Media. That's that's Okay, so there's enough CNN. money there that if CNN's sucking, you don't have to... They don't, they don't have to go anywhere. They're still going to stay. As someone who is older... Uh, Perhaps wiser. Yeah, well... That's I, what he's saying. To me, it's sad to see what has become of CNN because CNN, if something, especially on the international stage, happened, that was where I would tune into. It's like, okay, CNN has a the great... Iraq war. Re- yeah, a great reach globally. That was the place to go to for news. I won't turn on CNN now. Absolutely not. They've, uh, the, the last two years... I agree with that. The last two years and the whole Russian collusion scam has shown a, a lack of intellectual curiosity by the media or just flat-out activism. And the, it, 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 I have no interest in that. The anymore. new head of ESPN has come out to say, our audience does not want us to be political. We've learned our lesson. You're not going to hear it. ESPN learned the lesson. CNN hasn't. This is the part that I can't square the circle on. I don't know why it is that the political right feels the need to constantly talk about their low ratings. I assume CNN fully understands that they have low ratings. Yeah. But they have not made a single we, uh, move. This is why I said Fingers One needs to have the Griff Minute. Because the political right is going to keep talking about it. Because it is a source of fundraising. Donald Trump keeps talking about their fake news. Oh, CNN's fake news. Blah, so blah, that's blah, blah, why blah. they do it. Okay, that I, can, that I can get behind. There's the grift. Right? God. And, or, or do it's I have to do everything fun. for you? Right? Go, uh, slamming uh, Don Lemon, slamming Chris Cuomo, slamming uh, uh, Alison Camerota. And by the way, uh, Alison Camerota, uh, she hosts The Morning Show. She's done some bad television. She has said some awful, awful things. And has and in, in, even in a world of showing bias... She is sometimes shocked. She shocked me before. But, yeah, I assume it's, it's, it's fun to do. And, you know, yeah, that's right. You guys stink, you know, especially when you've got the Jim Acostas out there thinking that they're the bulwark, you know, uh, standing athwart Trump yelling stop. Right. I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think Trump is going too far with his criticism of the media? When no. you start calling the enemy okay. of the people. Is that going too far? Because, you know, we're old enough to remember Sam Donaldson. He was very hard on, on Reagan, but he was also hard on Clinton. You know, the, so it, the, my, my question is, there, there have been some people in the, the White House press corps who would try to make the story more about them than the actual story. I'll give you what I think the, the, where the split is. I don't think there's anything wrong when you, this, the, the lies continue to stand up and say, this is disgusting. And I don't think it's wrong for the president to say so. I don't think that the media is the enemy of the people. I think some people in media see themselves as the as as see tr- some people in the media see Trump as the enemy, and they act accordingly. And they can't not de- they can't deny that Jim Acosta can't deny that he's been bad at his job, and neither can a plethora of people at CNN and at MSNBC and, and plenty of uh, of other places. When the president tweets out that he said when uh, and, and says, "I don't know why AT and T allows CNN to do this. Maybe if people stop subscribing to AT and T, I think that's a problem." Sorry, I can't do it. That's the, they're my phone. Uh, but the president's uh, the president's uh, tweet twelve oh eight June 9th this morning. I know it's not all presidential in quotes to hit back at the corrupt media or people who work for corrupt media when they make false statements about me or the Trump administration. Problem is, if you don't hit back. People believe fake news is true, so we'll hit back. That's what he says. That's why he's. And that's keep why doing he's it. right about that. Well, yeah. but is he going too far? I know that during the no, uh, because the people, W administration, we were, you know, begging the president to to 
fight back, and he just was, I'm above this, and it hurt him, I believe. Yeah, 100%. He, Trump is doing what his base wants. This is His base needs him to clap back like this. That's why part of why he was elected. The D- the W administration, Bush forty three, didn't push back on anything, and it was a it was a giant mistake, and it was the moment where there were a fair amount of conservatives who said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 being a conservative doesn't mean that you take the hit." Wait, are we in this to win? Are we in this to move policy, or are we in this to look good and and you know have cruises and 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 just you know pretend to talk about policy because instead of actually enacting policy? But is the New York Times the enemy of the people? Is the New York Times the enemy of the people? I would argue no, but there are some things the New York Times does that are disgusting, and they should be ashamed of who they are. And when you have people like Sarah Jiang on your board, you should you, you should look in the mirror and question what you are as a as a, as a responsible organization, because it's not responsible to have somebody on your board who thinks that white people are goblins, and and probably burn in the sun. It's not responsible. That's not somebody you should be proud to have near you. That isn't somebody who brings an interesting and fresh perspective. That's disgusting. That's you can replace white with any other category out there, and that person wouldn't be able to get a job. That person's Roseanne Barr. That's the kind of stuff I would expect from Vox, not from the New York Times. Vox with a V, not Fox. And going back to to Carlos Maza of, of, of Vox with the whole Steven Crowder thing, I'll say it again. He's wrong. I don't know if you can say that on a podcast. Carlos Maza is wrong. He's not wrong if he dislikes uh, Stephen Crowder. He's not wrong if he if he wants to to, to 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 speak out about Stephen Crowder. He's wrong to think that a platform like YouTube should demonetize or full out drop someone like Stephen Crowder. That's not a believer in free speech and decency, and that's not journalism. That isn't about a protection of the First Amendment. The First Amendment doesn't exist for the people you like or the speech you like. It exists for the people you hate. What was it? Uh. uh uh, Orwell, uh, uh, journalism is printing what the other guy doesn't want printed. Everything else is PR. That's totally it. Yep. That's totally true. But there's a difference between something critical about President Trump and flat-out insanity about President Trump. Right? There's a difference. And collusion was flat-out insanity. And CNN added to that. Well, you bring up the Crowder thing. One more thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to that is, you know, YouTube came out with a statement because people were very critical of the the the, plat- uh, the, the channels that got demonetized because, as you said, there were some educators who got demonetized. Oh, people got hurt bad. There are some independent journalists who got uh, demonetized. And YouTube said, and I'm paraphrasing, we're, we're sorry that this happened, but we're trying to provide... Uh, a safe place on YouTube for our customers. I'm not looking at YouTube for a, a safe place, and I don't know why anyone would feel uh, in danger by looking on so- at something on YouTube. To me, that that doesn't compute. You need to have everyone on YouTube, and people can make the decision whether uh, people who are on YouTube are crackpots or not. I don't. I don't want YouTube. Determining what should right. it, it, what is acceptable speech and what is not. They're a private company. I get it. I'm not saying the government should intervene, but th- th- all speech should be welcome. And then let the consumer decide what is unacceptable. But there are some things just that we can agree on. So, for example, I'm a big believer in open markets. You know, there, there's a difference between open and free markets. I'm using a ca- as a catchphrase just for for now, right? I believe uh, that uh, people should be able to create companies and buy and sell stocks and all those kinds of things, using that as the example. I don't believe in insider trading. In no way do I believe 
that a company is going to do something and you as a politico or you as somebody who's connected find out about it and can sell your stock or, or buy a stock before uh, all the people can. I don't believe in that at all. When it comes to selling uh, marijuana, recreational marijuana or, or what have you, in the state of Indiana, one day you're going to be able to have medical marijuana. And I've said, I'm doing God, it. Let's hope. I'm opening up a place. I will own a dispensary. I will spend the money. And what I have said is, just so the state of Indiana knows it, and remember, I've got two radio shows that air in, in Indiana, in the, in the capital, Indianapolis. If Tony Katz can't get a license to sell marijuana, no one can get a license to sell marijuana. There is nothing legally or through activism I won't do because some well-connected guy is going to know somebody else in the General Assembly and they're going to get the exclusive license to open up 27 dispensaries. You're not allowed to open a dispensary within you know X number of blocks of another and they're going to keep people out. They're going to pull one of those kind of things. Ohio tried that. The people voted it down. That kind of stuff I don't allow. That we can't have. So the idea that you can say that the platform should allow speech, we wouldn't allow people to threaten the lives of other people. We agree on that. Well, of course. That's and different. That's, and that's just it. There are natural, normal places that we all agree regardless of the, of, the, of the politics. If someone's making fun of somebody else, this guy Carlos Maz at Vox, he writes a blog. And so Steven Crowder talks about the blog and makes fun of the blog. Well, that's the way it goes. People make fun of what I say. People, they, be all people. Not everyone likes it, you know. And they're going to talk about it. That's fine. That has to be fine. Good Lord, I used to write for uh, David Horowitz's Newsreel blog, and a couple of my, more than one of my pieces, got on Fark, and Fark is a fantastic website. Um, but it's left leaning, and right. uh, and boy, the comments—they would pull up old pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> and at no point did I think to myself, "They need to yank Fark right off the internet." It's like right. well, that's that's part of the business of putting yourself out there on the internet. People are going to make fun of what you say, make fun of how you look, and that's just part of the baggage that it goes along with being a, 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 a yeah, being in any way public. Being in any way, putting your thoughts out into the realm, into the sphere, means that someone's going to think about and then comment on your thoughts. And it may not always be kind. It's different than saying uh, this guy is guilty of collusion. Saying that we need to investigate this guy to find out what crimes he's done. That's what the, the political left is saying right now about Trump. And it's just some of the ugliest stuff in the world. And CNN has decided that this is where they make their money even with no ratings. And they don't care. And it's obvious that they don't care. I me, mean, i got to stop thinking about it. and stop, I, I, wanna, I wish people would stop talking about it. But it's clearly a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. To say that they're guilty of fake news when they are is different than being thrilled about uh, and, and constantly talking about their low ratings. They've had low ratings for years now. The low ratings continue. And that's just until they change, that's the way it is. Until five sponsors say, we yeah, this isn't worth our money. This is more. Well, go back to Crowder. He's got 3.8 million subscribers. Why aren't those advertisers? Why aren't they with with Crowder? It's got a bigger audience than 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 these guys, than late night talk shows and everything else. I, I think you're going to start seeing some shakeups in the primetime lineup. And I think just from that story I referenced earlier about Don Lemon saying, oh, you know, I think maybe I'm ready to move on. And I'm saying I'm ready for that time slot. And I'll okay. do it live. I'll do it live. Go to bed. Wake up in the morning. Be ready at 6 a.m. Are you kidding? Because I don't care what you say. 
Tony, why would you go to CNN? Well, probably because they write a pretty good check. That's <laughs> that's that's first for the opportunity. Money talks. Oh, I go on MSNBC. Sure. I mean, for crying out loud, if the check's clear. I mean, as long as you're not selling out what you believe in to go 100%. on the channel, then what, what's the problem? There's, there's none. Have the conversation. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. And you subscribe to Eat, Drink, Smoke. On iTunes, actually, just go to, go to the podcast. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Write a review. That's what you got to do. Write a review. Leave a five-star review. And find April D. Gregory on Twitter, April D. Gregory. And, of course, the Smart Girl Politics Podcast on Ricochet, ricochet.com, Fingers Malloy on Facebook, Fingers Malloy Radio, the Enough Already podcast, the Snark Factor podcast, Wham 1600s, where you find his radio show each and every weekend, Sunday mornings uh, over there, and find me on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Instagram, Tony Katz Parlor, Tony Katz. Oh, yes. What? Oh, you're, you're so behind Is that like the MySpace? times. Um, it's uh, someone's competing with Twitter. And they actually have a pretty interesting platform. Now, everybody from the political right has gone there. I'm curious to see whether or not it gets some uh, adaptation. And I don't know. I mean, some people there, I'm like, okay, they're not. They're, they ain't my cup of tea. But somebody's trying something. Heck, I had an account to TikTok. You know what I mean? So I, I try everything. I want to see what's going on. Do you have a live journal? Ashley Madison? Uh, no. <laughs> you know what? I don't have Ashley Madison. I can fix that. Fix that right now. If Ashley Madison wanted to be a sponsor of this podcast, what would you say? Okay. All right, I would say no. Let's do it. I would say no. I would. Uh, yeah. I. I think. I think that would be a bad branding connection. Okay. Between the the two. Can I do a side deal where I would like wear <laughs> Ashley Madison T-shirts during the show? Would it be okay? Yes, you may. If the check's clear. Yes, you. That I want to see. I want to see you in an <laughs> Ashley Madison. <sighs> I feel like that's not uh, too. Far-fetched to see him in an Ashley Madison t-shirt. Oh, oh, that I could see. But yeah. them sponsor, uh, oh, me yeah. accepting them as a sponsor for this show? What the hell is that supposed to mean? But I would do. I would allow Farmers Only to, to, to advertise just for the jingle. Yeah. You don't have to be lonely. Just for the jingle and just so we can create the April D. Gregory uh, page. Oh, yeah. I want to create your profile. I want Farmers Only to I've be a sponsor. I've dated a lot of farmers in my life. That and J-Date. Because I don't think they want me. With your lack of knowledge <laughs> of Judaism, I think it would just be perfect. Just perfect. You go by Matzah Girl. <laughs> that's not Shiksa Girl. <laughs> that, that that's already there. You'd be like Shiksa four oh six. There's there's already plenty who've decided that's the route that they're going. Subscribe on iTunes. Eat, drink, smoke.